0: Hi, okay, so um, today's episode is going to be if you want to train in aesthetics, um, specifically non-medic. So I'm a non-medic. My name's Selena, and I've been a personal assistant in London for many, many years. Um, I started working uptown when I was like 18. I'm now 37. Um, Wanted a change of career. And um, I've always, always wanted to do aesthetics. And um, what happened to me is I had some really bad training. I went to a really, really bad academy. Um, More on that (laughs) later. And um, I'm making this podcast because um, it's just so dangerous out there. And there's so many girls that are getting bad, that's getting bad training um, and they're not getting the proper information that they require. Um, There's loads of scams going on out there, there's loads of people getting conned. So today's episode is about finding the right academy and the things that you can do as a safety net to make sure that you're not going to get conned. Um, Now none of this is 100% proof. Um, The academy that I originally trained with, um, they had um, most of the credentials that I'm going to discuss with you, Um, not all, but um, some. Um, So if you are looking for like a reputable academy, I'm not here to promote anything or anyone. Um, I do work with one, but I'm choosing on this podcast to not promote. Um, This is a non-promotional podcast. If people want the details, they can message me directly. But um, yeah, this is definitely non-promotional. This is um, just me who's been in the business now for a couple of years, who um, has had really, really bad training um wasted a lot of money a lot of time and was actually going to give up my dream career but I didn't I stuck with it and um yeah now I'm here to share my story um like I said this is um really Majority, majority of it, the majority, the majority of this is aimed at non-medics because that is my experience. Okay. Um, but I'm sure that some of the information that I'm going to tell you will also apply to medics, especially like things like the CPD register, um, especially the courses being insurable, um, and safety, etc. So yeah, tune in. Right. So what we're going to start talking about today is, um, I'm going to start with the CPD register okay now the cpd register is um what the majority of aesthetic academies will register under to make their course insurable okay um i'm not 100 what the cpd stands for have a little google it will tell you but if you actually google cpd register i'm actually gonna do it now google the cpd register and um, it will come up. It is actually called the CPD register, okay? And you click in it, and it will tell you um, to type in the name of the academy or the provider number or, like, the trainer name, and um, you put in the details. Now, this is imperative that the course that you are doing is registered with CPD. I mean, you have got other courses, like fee. TCT courses, but this is the one that the majority of the academies for non-medics um, are offering at the moment. So you go onto the CPD register, you go into that online, just Google it, it will take you through. It's a completely official site. I'm not here to promote it. It is like nothing to do with me. Um, it's um, an official site, like I said, and you type in the academy that you are wishing to locate. So the academy will come up if it is on the CPD register, right? Simple as that. That means that the academy is being regulated on that register and it means that you'll be able to get the insurance, but there is but there is um a little trick to this. Some academies are registered on the CPD register, but the course is not okay so whatever course that you're looking to doing so if it's um a fast track to aesthetics course if it's like an anti wrinkle course if it's a um derma filler course um you need to also check that that course that you wish to do is also registered on the CPD register with that academy. Because sometimes the academy can be on there and there could be loads of other courses that are on there. But the course that you actually want to do, let's just pick, for example, the anti-wrinkle course. If you want to do the anti-wrinkle course, it has to be on the CPD register under that academy. Otherwise, non-insurable it doesn't matter if you're a medic or a non-medic doesn't matter that course has to be insurable the actual individual course now this actually happens a lot more frequently than you would think so don't just go on the register and think oh the academy's on there that's just the first part of the search the second part of the search is to make sure that that course that you are doing is on there also okay big 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 advice please make sure you do that Okay, so we were talking about the course being insurable. Right, so this is obviously the big one because we've actually had girls who have come to our academy and um, they have paid like a lot of money on these courses and afterwards they've called up the insurance company and they've asked to get insurance and they've been told that their course is invalid, not registrable for insurance whatsoever um i mean this is obviously devastating some people i know that have paid like five six thousand pound for these courses and they're just literally not worth the certificate that they're written on because if it's non-insurable you can't go out there and you can't work okay It, it would just be irresponsible it would be dangerous for you it would be dangerous for your client it's not something that you know any sort of safe practice or anyone in their right mind would consider doing like going out there and not being insurable I mean especially like if you own your own house um you know they can take your house they can sue you take your house from you take your savings from you but like even worse than that you can go to prison okay so going out there and working without insurance is just not worth it unless you want to go to prison and lose your house right one or both um so yes so how do you make sure that an academy is insurable okay so what What I suggest that you do, because every single course is different, so I could go through about 15, 20 examples, okay? Especially if you're a medic or a non-medic, right? No, especially if you're a medic, okay? Now, what, what you need to do is you need to call an insurance company, right, that specializes in aesthetics, okay? And you need to ask them about the course that you're doing, and you need to go through every single item that that course is giving you. So for example, if it was um, an anti-wrinkle course, just an anti-wrinkle course, nothing else, it is the basics of an anti-wrinkle course, you need to call up the insurance company and you need to tell them what your um, qualifications is currently. So you need to say like, I am a non-medic, okay? If you're a non-medic and then they will ask you, have you got any experience within needles and you will give your answer. They will ask you um, if you have like any sort of qualifications um, in, relate- in relation to, I don't know, um, the beauty business or anything. So they will talk you through the questions. Then they will tell you whether that course that you are doing is insurable or not. Now, some academies do actually have a partnership with the insurance companies, okay, and they will have a number Um, So what I suggest you do is you don't trust whatever the academy says. Do your independent research. So if an academy tells you that they are partnership with an insurance company and that they have an accreditation number, don't take that as gospel. You need to call up that insurance company and you need to ask them individually off your own back okay like it is so bad out there at the moment you literally cannot trust a word that they're saying now I'd be very surprised if they are giving that information out and it's not correct because especially if they're putting that in writing they're sort of open to all kinds of you know suing or or you know everything that you can come back to them with because it is in writing however um just make sure that you're not just taking whatever the academy says as words like do your own research i can't stress that enough all right so call the insurance company talk through they'll talk you through like what your qualifications are what you haven't got and they will say to you whether that course is insurable or not right now this is not me promoting anything but this is like fact that one of the biggest insurance companies out there for non-medics medics completely different but for non-medics one of the biggest insurance companies out there is in sync i have no promotion with them i have no paid promotions or anything like that but this is like fact it's like the google of the internet or it's like you know the amazon of shopping like this is the insurance company for aesthetic practitioners who are non-medics it's called InSync, which is i n s y n c So give them a call if you're a non-medic and speak to them about your course and make sure that it's insurable, okay? Really, really big one because if you haven't got the insurance, you're not going to be able to work and then it's just not even worth doing the course in the first place. Okay, now what is the next thing to look out for? Um, One thing um, that I haven't found has made too much of a difference is sometimes... um, With the prices, you think if you're paying a lot of money for a course, you think it's going to be a lot better. That is not always the case. Okay. Like I said previously, we've had girls that have come to us and they have paid five, six thousand pounds for a course and it's not been insurable. Okay. And I know for a fact that the place where, I do my work at they do sometimes have sales for their courses um like half price and I know that they tick all the boxes. So price doesn't necessarily mean um, that a company is good or bad. So I wouldn't necessarily go for that. Sometimes it can be that it's just like a very small academy and it's like just one individual and it's their bread and butter. So they're gonna, you know, bring the price right down. Um, so it, yeah, you can't always go by prices. Um, one thing that I, I mean, this is preference. Okay. But one thing that I don't like about, um, academies out there are the academies that are offering like 25 30 things to learn in five days you know they offer like plasma they offer like mesotherapy they offer um microblading micro um needling um derma planning dermal fillers um um anti-wrinkle um like everything like the whole package um now to me that this this is preference, but if you think about it logically, okay, and I'm someone who practices very safely um how can you learn those skills within five days and learn them all well? okay? You can learn like three or four, you know, maybe really, really well in that time, but I just don't see how you can learn it well like you can learn 15, 20 things in five days. You're not going to remember that all. You're not going to be able to retain all that information. I, I'm a true believer that, you know, if you're going to do something, do it well. And if it takes you a long time to master that, you know, give yourself time, keep practicing it. Then when you've got it, move on to the next. And to me, it's a lot safer. Like for example, I was, I learned anti-wrinkle. Um, for a whole year what well, I'd done the course and I passed it but I practiced it like on friends on family I had um, a small client base that I worked with and I'd done that for a whole year until I learned dermal fillers um, now this is me now I think I'm reasonably articulate I think I'm reasonably clever I think I'm quite average I, d- I don't think I'm completely stupid um, but uh, for, for an average person I think that of course, providing 20 things in five days is too much. But then this is my opinion. Um, And then if you are getting the clients in afterwards, and you're giving them like really crappy facials and you're giving them really crappy injections and you're messing up their lips and you're giving them eyelid ptosis and you know you're messing up all these treatments these clients that you're working really really hard to get are not going to come back to you so it's counterproductive you know, just learn a couple of things, learn them well, practice them on family and friends. And then when you feel like you've mastered it, go out there and then get your clients and then charge them money. But you know that you're able to give them a really good thorough service. And you know that they're going to come back because you're professional and you're good at it, you know, rather than just winging 15, 20 things that you're like, you're you're a jackass, you know jack of all trades it's just to me it's not professional to me it's not sustainable and you know i'm like i said i'm all about safety 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 i want it to be safe um and i again i don't want to claim on my insurance because i've been irresponsible and i've tried to get like a a bargain of all these things for cut price to me safety is number one i don't want to go around hurting people you know Um, so that is, that's my advice, but you know, that, that's a, that's a decision for, for, that's an individual decision. Um, another thing, um, as, okay, as we're talking about safety, um, I would make sure that whatever course that you're going on, there is a safety element to it. Okay. Especially if you're learning dermal fillers. Now, Dermal fillers, uh, to me, is very serious. It is not a joke. Like, you can cause strokes, you can cause heart attacks, you can cause death, you can cause necrosis, you can cause vascular occlusions. Um, So, like, safety has to be number one, okay? Like I said, I want to be able to sleep at night. I don't want to go around hurting people. So, if you're doing a course like dermal fillers, I would speak to the academy or... I, I wouldn't even speak to that. I would just make sure that that course that is offering dermal fillers is also offering like the emergency and complication side of it and make sure that they're offering you dissolving with it because you cannot do dermals, dermal fillers safely unless you know how to dissolve. I know some academies charge extra for the dissolving, which I just think is utterly disgusting. I, I don't know how you can learn dermal filler and not dissolving you know it it just it comes hand in hand so make sure that that is going on because if there is a complication with dermal filler and you do need to dissolve that you need to know what to do you haven't got time to say to the client oh sorry can you just wait there for a couple of months while i do my dissolving course no you need to be able to dissolve that there and then okay that's imperative so if you are doing something like a dermal filler course make sure that that academy is offering you the dissolving um also on the courses that you're doing make sure that they're offering you the safety side of things you know if you're doing like a fast track course um you want to learn about like the anaphylactic shock you want to learn about emergency and complications you want to know what to do if something goes wrong okay i mean we all want to do the fun bit don't we where we're doing the practical and we just want to learn that side of things but what about when things go wrong we need to know what to do when that happens okay so it might look a bit boring when you're looking for an academy if they haven't, you know, when they're talking about the theory side of things, you're just like, oh, what can I learn with the practical? What can I learn with the practical? But to me, the theory is just as important as the practical, okay? So be careful of academies that are just offering you practical, 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 right? To me, it's got to be a balance of 50-50, right? Okay, What's the next thing on my list? Um, Post-training. Okay, to me, this is a massive one. When you're looking for a course, I would also look for an academy that offers post-training. Now, this seems, again, a little bit boring. You're like, oh, but I don't care about post-training. I just want to learn my craft and off I go. Okay, you'll think that at the time, But as someone who is like recently sort of qualified in all of this, I've only been doing it a couple of years. I have needed to call my academy so many times. And that's not because they're bad at training me. That's because you're always learning and you're always seeing new things in this business. And you need advice. You need a mentor. OK, now, I don't know if you guys like have a look at YouTube and I don't know if you know, like Dr. Tim Pierce. he's like the daddy of um, aesthetics. Um, I recommend him, by the way, again, not affiliated with him. I wish I was. He's amazing. Um, he is a doctor, hence the name Dr. Tim Pierce. Um, And I mean, he even learns and he's been doing aesthetics for like 15 years. And even he calls up people for second opinions and for advice. Okay. So what that tells you that if a doctor is calling up other people who, and he's been doing it for 15 years and he's asking other people for advice or, you know, um, he's seen someone else may have seen something that he hadn't. It tells you that you're going to need that help, especially if you're starting out. Now, An academy that offers post-training and they use that as a sales pitch, I think that says a hell of a lot. Because I know some girls that they've tried calling their academy afterwards. I don't know a client's had a bruise. They're a bit worried about it. There's a bit of asymmetry going on. Um, They don't know how to use a certain product. or um, They just have a general question that they need to know. And they can't get hold of their academy for love or money, okay? Now, you can't always be guaranteed that if an academy says it offers post-training that they will get back to you. I do know that. However, if they do put that in their um, in their offer, it means that it is something that they are are prepared to offer you or at least it's in their psyche to do so okay so and I would actually call the academy and say that that's something that you are really looking to do that you want to know that you're able to get hold of them if something happens and what does the post-training involve like is there you know is there a certain amount of questions that you can ask are they always going to be available um and and just find out you know what the post-training actually involves okay now I mean my experience i 'm going to talk about on another podcast, but you know you know I definitely couldn't get hold of um my first academy when I um, wanted to answer some questions, and they were questions that should have actually been offered to me in training in the first place, but that 's another story, and i won 't get into it um Another thing is um if they're saying that that offer post training, when you call them and you need to ask them a question, like are you actually able to get hold of them right That to me says everything. If you're sitting there thinking about the course and you have a question, it's even a good thing to even test the academy. Like turn around, ask some questions while they're on the phone or while they're trying to do the sales pitch. But don't book there and then. Put the phone down and then think about something to ask them. Send them a text like a few hours later or the next day what are they like in responding to you if they don't respond to you and they're trying to get your money in the first place then that's a very good indication that they're probably not actually going to respond to you when you have an emergency or a complication or that you need some advice okay and you're not giving them any money so uh, to me that's i mean you can't always be a hundred percent because sometimes people are busy i do understand that but what is the sort of ratio of time that it takes to get back to you you don't You don't want to be too harsh and expect them to get back to you within five minutes all the time, because obviously these academies are working, they're busy people, they might be with clients. But do they get back to you? Is it within 24 hours? Like, do they actually respond to you? Um, And if someone's saying that they offer post-training and you're asking them a question about actually booking a course with them and they're not responding, then I'd be very careful about um, maybe going with them because of the post-training side of things, so I hope that makes sense, and also, what is that attitude like to you, you know, are they friendly, are they helpful, uh, you know, do you feel like you can actually speak to this person, and have a relationship with them, because the academy that you choose, you're going, as cringy as it sounds, you're going on a bit of a journey with them, You know, you're going to maybe go back to these people again and again and again. You want to be able to pick up the phone and know that you have support at that end of the line. So you need to have that instant, like, sort of connection with them. Like, you know, when you call them, are they like, oh, oh, are they huffing and puffing? Are they trying to get you off the phone? Are they interested in what you have to say? Like, you know, don't be afraid to, like, sort of really try and communicate and get to know these people Um, because if you're going to be doing, like, your your aesthetics work, aesthetics training with them, it's, it's imperative that you have that rapport with them and that you actually like them, that you actually like, you know, speaking with them. Um, you know, I'm not saying you have to be best friends, but you know, you just need someone with a nice, helpful, polite attitude. Okay. Um, don't underestimate that. Um, also, how many people will you be training with? That's another thing that you want to ask. Um, now, I I'm a little bit of a princess. I don't want like ten people in my group. I'm a little bit shy as well, believe it or not, in group situations, especially when learning. And some people might be more advanced than others. Um, so, what you want to do is you want to find out if there's going to be ten people there. Uh, to me you know even five people it's too much i want a little bit more one-on-one training i would look for academies that offer small groups that is a personal preference but that's something to look out for as well um and also reviews, you know, independently research this academy, like type it in Google. Um, don't just go on their website and look at their reviews. You know, we know that people can sort of tailor them or, you know, fabricate them. But just like have general have general reviews on this academy, maybe on Facebook, um, have a look at what people are saying. Um, yeah, and just do like a little bit of you know, just a little bit of investigation, type it in, how long have they been about as well, you know, you've got to be careful of academies that maybe have just popped up, are they going to take your money, are they going to go, like, um, paying for it, make sure that, I would recommend that you pay for it, like, on something that is um, refundable, so, like, if it was on PayPal or credit cards, now, I don't know how the financial merchants work, but I do know that um, I think you have more chance of getting your money back if you do it via that way rather than if you give them cash um, and if you can also just pop in there and have a look at the academy you know um, so if the academy is not too far I would just pop in ask when it's convenient have a cup of coffee with them have a look around the premises are they keeping the premises clean doesn't it look hygienic um, you know you've got I mean the Academy, the first academy that I went with when I went there, there was like blood on the floor it didn 't look sterile. There was baby wipes on the side from other people um the were, people weren 't washing their hands um yeah, like I said, that'll be in my next podcast <laughs> in my next episode. um I should have walked out then, but i didn 't um but yeah, just have a look at the place. What does it look like? you know it hasn 't got to look like the Ritz but you know, you do want a certain level of hygiene and you want the person to look clean and well presented as well. You know, do, do they look like they've had a wash? <laughs> you, want, you, you want it to be hygienic. Um, so if you can pop in, I mean, it sounds obvious, but if you can pop in and have a sort of um, look around and a chat with them, um, I highly recommend that as well um and they are um the big ones to be honest so it's the cpd register in sync for insurance um not necessarily the prices um how many things do they offer on a course i would be aware i would be wary of the post training is a big one um the safety element and the theory to it what their attitude is like um how many people will be on the group independent reviews and um a little visit to them. Um, I hope this has helped. Um, I hope you've taken away something. Um, Again, this doesn't make sure that the training is still going to be a hundred percent um what you want it to be. And it doesn't mean that, you know, it's still going to be great, but at least you'll know it will be insurable and you've covered yourself there. Um, At least you won't be conned and ripped off. but yeah, they're just some little tips from me. They're quite big tips, actually. I really wish that I had this podcast to listen to when I was looking for an academy. It really would have saved me a lot of um, trouble. And um, yeah, my next episode's going to be about me doing training, what happened and um, my experience. You will learn a lot from that as well. Um, it does cover some of the things that I've spoken about today, um, and some other bits. Um, so yeah, um, I hope I, um, hope you guys tune in again. Thanks. Bye.